We've heard the words of Scripture. Your words, the gift that you've given us, we've heard them and seen them acted out this morning before us. And Lord, I, I pray that this time of worship and all that we're doing, all that we're hearing, that it may sink deep inside of our hearts and souls and minds to shape us and form us more and more into the people that you've called us to be. And I pray that the words which will be spoken, may they be your words and not mine. I pray this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. The, uh, the material that, that the friendship group uses often includes videos. And for the lesson that we're looking at this morning, the lesson based on, on Jairus' daughter and the woman uh, who, uh, who has been bleeding for 12 years, they chose a video from a lady called Tamara uh, Jolie, or Jolie, and it's from a website called I Am Second. And in this website is all these testimonies of people who realize that they need to put Jesus first and themselves second. It's a little bit of a long testimony, but it's powerful, and I invite you to listen now. He said, Tamara, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have cancer. And not only do you have cancer, it's advanced. And you'll probably only live five to seven years. You'll never be able to have kids, most likely. And oh yeah, it's incurable. How in the world do I tell my family this? I was truly on top of the world. Everything was going in the direction that I had hoped all my life. I wanted to be a TV reporter. I received my first major award as a journalist. And then right after that, I was uh, awarded my own television show, my sports show. You know, reached 25 million people. Everything in the world was going great. I can't imagine that anything you know, would be going any better career-wise for me. My life was about to dramatically change a few months later. The tiredness and the fatigue turned into weight loss, but I never really felt sick. And then the lip nodes popped up all over my body. The lip nodes swell when we get sick, but the problem was I had 147 of them swollen all over my body. I was working a lot, but there would be days where like, I could not get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed at all. They swelled so large that they were like actually coming out of my legs. That's when I went to the doctor and she's like, something's not normal, but it still didn't register that, hey, you're sick. On September 24th, 2009, it was, I remember it was a sunny day, it was beautiful. I found out that I had um, a blood cancer all the way all over my body. It was 90% of my body. As a reporter, I want to approach things. I want to hit things like head on. And I, I wanted to see what my inside of my body looked like. 147, I'll never forget that number. 
So immediately what went through my mind is I didn't ever pray and say, Lord, why is this happening to me? I said, Lord, what's next? I had such a peace that came over me. Um, initially, I was in shock, but in just a matter you know, of seconds, a peace came over me. I remember knowing right then that no matter what happens, that it's going to be okay. A personal relationship with Jesus means surrendering completely. If I didn't have that relationship, I don't know how people can deal with, you know, how they can deal with the sickness, how they can deal with the divorce, how they can deal with whatever battle is going on in their life. I don't know what it would be like. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ is, is living in the moment, and it's knowing that having joy and just having peace can really, really impact and change your life. It doesn't matter if I have the best ratings. It doesn't matter if I have the best TV show. It's that I go home and I know I'm content and know that, um, that I have the Lord on my side no matter what. If I did not have a relationship with the Lord, my cancer journey would be completely different. We're going to struggle. We, we're going to have battles. But at the end of the day or at the end of the moment, it's okay because we're all forgiven. Say a prayer, ask the Lord, come into my heart, come into my life, and just know at that moment that everything is going to change for you. I hope to be a living testament, and I hope that He speaks through me to other people to tell my story. I love life, but if the Lord said, hey, Tamara, it's, you know, it's time for you to go home tomorrow, five years from now, 10 years from now, then I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm Tamara Jolie, and I am second. So what did you think of tomorrow's story? I see you shaking your heads. Sad? Very truthful. That's right. What did you think when tomorrow said, I wonder how people who don't know Jesus kind of handle bad news like she did. Go through cancer or go through a divorce or, or something like that. How do you think people who don't know Jesus, how do they handle this kind of stuff? A lot of trouble doing it. Yeah. Lost, yeah. Yeah, fear. Lots of... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And worried. Yeah. So many different ways that, that we would handle it if we didn't know Jesus. Yeah, she's afraid she doesn't know what's going to happen in the future, but, but she also trusts Jesus, which is the really beautiful part of this story. 
in this story this morning, that friendship group acted out, you guys were acting out the story of a lady who was a lot like Tamara. She had been bleeding for 12 years. And she had gone to all kinds of doctors. And nobody could heal her. She just kept bleeding. And then there's Jarius' daughter. You know, she's close to dying. And, and both, both Jarius' and, and, and the woman who is bleeding... They want to see healing. They want to see hope. They want to see Jesus' power working in their bodies, in their lives. Jarius comes. Now, he's a really important man. And one thing about important people and people who have lots of money is they a lot of times think that because they're important and because they have lots of money, that, yeah, and, and when something happens, they figure they always can get somebody who can fix it. But this 12-year-old girl, all of a sudden, nobody can fix her. And that woman... In, who's been bleeding for 12 years, nobody can fix her. So, so Jesus had been teaching on the other side of the sea, and he had done some amazing stuff, but he scared the people there because he had cast some demons out of, out of a guy there, and, and the people said, wow, you are way too powerful for us. We're scared of you. So Jesus went to the other side of the sea, but, but the crowds kept following. They kept saying, wow, you know, we want to see more miracles but they also wanted to hear more about, about God because Jesus was teaching them that God was a father who really cared about them, that God loved them so much, that God didn't want them to be afraid and that God forgives them. And, and they wanted to hear more of that as well. So, so as he's walking along and as he's teaching and he's telling stories about God, all of a sudden, Jarius shows up and says, my daughter's sick. Can you come in and touch her? Can you heal her? And Jesus, because he loves them just like God loves them, says, sure, of course. Of course I'm going to come. And, and, and I'll touch her. Yeah. And, and as they go and as they're walking, the crowd kind of still hangs around them and, 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 and they're jostling them. And, and, and you, have you ever been in a crowd where you're trying to go someplace and, and people are bumping you and, and, and they're getting in your way and, and you can't always walk? And, and, and then there's this woman. She, she kind of figures, you know, in this crowd, maybe I can get close to Jesus. And if I touch, if I just touch her robe, Maybe I'll get healed because Jesus is her last chance, her last hope. So, so she kind of gets to the crowd and then she gets close and she gets closer to, and, and, and then all of a sudden the, the crowd kind of stops because, yeah, that's what crowds do. They all of a sudden stop and, and Jesus is right there. And what does she do? Yeah. Yeah, well, well, the woman gets really close to Jesus and then just touches Jesus' clothes. And right away, she feels something inside her change. And she knows right away that, that, that this can only be from Jesus, but she knows that she's healed. She can feel it through them. 
through her whole body that, that her bleeding has stopped and, and a miracle has happened. But Jesus feels it as well. Jesus feels that... Jesus feels that the power has left her, that, that has left him and, and that somebody has, has touched him and that somebody has been healed. So he stops and he says, hey, who touched me? All in the middle of a crowd, isn't that kind of a silly question to ask? Yeah, a whole lot of people would have been touching him. It would have been, you know, hey, Jesus, how's it going? Hey, great to see you, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, can you tell us more? And as he kind of crowd around, they would be touching his shoulder and his arm and touching him in safe places. And, and, it, and, and then all of a sudden, Jesus says, hey, who touched me? Well, come on. Hey, man, that's, that's a really strange question to ask. But the woman knows right away. He's looking for her. And how do you think the woman feels? I think the woman's scared because she touched Jesus without permission. She touched Jesus to get healing without Jesus knowing. And and I can just imagine her heart and and her saying and thinking to herself, oh no, is Jesus going to take it back? Because I didn't ask. But she knows that she has to tell Jesus. She has to tell the truth. So she says, it was me. And she tells Jesus her story. You know what? I've been sick for 12 years. I've gone to all kinds of doctors. I've got no money left. I've got no hope left. The only person that could heal me is you. So that's why I came up. And I didn't want to bother you. But I also didn't want you to say no. So I just touched you and I trusted And what does Jesus say? What does Jesus tell her? Yeah, you're on the right track. She says, he says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Yeah. That's right. Okay, I'm going to turn to the pulpit mic. See, Jesus is a son of God, and he has that whole power. Jesus came into the world to bring healing, to bring hope. Now, the great, what's the greatest healing that Jesus brings us? Love, peace, joyfulness. And where does the peace and joyfulness and, and all that come from? Okay, yeah. It comes from knowing that hope, that's right. Well, it comes because Because Jesus comes to to wash us clean from our sins. You know, God created us and he he created us perfect without sin. He created us so that we're very, very good. 
But then Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they got tricked by the snake. And, and the snake said, you know what? If you kind of eat from this tree that God told you not to eat from, you know what? You're going to be just like God. And, and Adam and Eve wanted to be like God. So, so they disobeyed God, and, and they ate. But, but then they brought sin into the world, and, and sin kind of pushes us far away from God. And, and then part of the result of sin is that disease came into the world, and sickness came into the world. And people found themselves really sad and far away and sometimes even scared from God. And, and Jesus came. He said, I, I've come so that you don't have to be scared of God. I want you to know that God loves you, that God cares for you so much. And they didn't know it yet, but he was also coming to take away their sin, to, to wash their hearts and souls clean. Just like we wash our bodies clean when we take a bath or a shower. But he washes our hearts and souls clean. And he does that by going to the cross because God had said, you know what, the punishment for, for, for sinning is death. And you know what, when we die, it's not enough to, to take away our sin. Only somebody who's perfect, somebody who's human and God can take away our sin. So Jesus came to take away our sin, to give us hope. But he also came to bring healing. To bring healing in our bodies and in our minds and in our souls. But the problem is we don't always see that healing in this lifetime. Even though we really want it sometimes. I had a brother who had epilepsy and cerebral palsy and, and he was autistic. And, and we prayed and prayed and prayed that he be healed and he was never healed. But you know what? He loved us. He loved our family. When we came into the house, he, he would just kind of make this noise that was really happy. And, and we know we had to come into his room and we had to say hi to Glennie. And, and Glennie would just, he would laugh out loud. He never talked, but he laughed a lot. And, and when he died and we, he went home to the Lord, we knew that he was going to be healed, that he was going to walk he was going to talk. He was going to play baseball like he had never been able to do before. He's going to be able to play hockey, maybe as good as Connor McDavid even. Who knows, eh? Or Johnny Goudreau if you're a, if you're a Flames uh, a fan. But Jesus came to show us what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he wants us to share that good news as well. Tamara. She said, you know what, I want people, I want people to know Jesus too. And if he can use her story, you know, that's an amazing thing that they can find peace and comfort and hope too. Now this woman gets healed, but then a messenger comes from Jerry's house and says, you know what, uh, don't bother coming, it's okay, your daughter's dead. And I can just imagine Jerry's you know, how, how much that would hurt him, how sad he was to hear that his daughter had died. You know, that's a sadness that is really, really hard. And I know having gone to some of your, your meetings is, you know, you pray for, for the families of those who've lost loved ones. You pray for yourself because you know how much you miss them. You know how much it hurts. But Jesus says, you know what? Jarius, don't be afraid. You know, just believe. And that's what I love about you as a friendship group is, is I see how much you love Jesus and I see how much you trust him and I see how much you believe. 
And even when Jesus doesn't always answer your prayers for healing, you still love him and you still, well, you sing these beautiful praise songs and you pray these beautiful prayers for each other. So Jesus keeps on going to Jairus' house. And when he gets there, he goes to the daughter's room where she's lying on her bed. And then I loved how you do it. Jesus reaches down and takes her hand and says, little girl, stand up. The amazing thing is she does. She stands up. They have to feed her because she's living again. She needs food again. And I wonder if the first thing Jarius did was get down on his knees and hug her to show her how much he loves her and how glad he is. But we also know that that's how much Jesus loves us as well. That Jesus, when we're sad and, and when we're worried or when we're scared or, or when we're asking to get better and we don't get better, that, that Jesus is sad with us. But he also wants us to know that he's close to us. I have a, a friend who's a, uh, who's, who's a, a rabbi, and he says, you know what? God, when we are sad, always stands behind us. And sometimes, uh, you know, those of us who are really strong and, and we trust, he just stands there and says, you know what? I'm here. Some of us, though, we, we, we kind of worry that God's far away. So then he puts his hand on our shoulder and says, it's okay, I'm here. But sometimes when we're really sad and really hurt and, and, and we can't feel God, God then gives us a hug and says, that's okay, I'm right here. And I think that's what happens with Jairus' daughter is that it's like God giving a big hug to Jairus and to his daughter and to, to the family saying, I'm here. You know what? And, and I have power over death. That's what Jesus says. And we see that when he dies, that he raises from the dead. And that gives us hope as well, that dead, death is not the last, is not the last word. That, that one day we're going to die, but then we're going to be with Jesus as well. And, and he's going to take us to heaven, and, and then he's going to come back. And when he comes back, he's going to change everything on this world because there's going to be no more sickness. There's going to be no more disease. There's going to be no more death. And Jesus is going to be with us always. No more tears and no more mourning. No more having to say goodbye to somebody because they're sick and they're dying. But the hard question is, why do some people get healed and I don't? And that's a hard question. And you know what? I don't have an answer. I wish I had an answer. Yeah. Who does? Yeah, the only one who has an answer is Jesus and God. And they say, even though I'm not healing you, I'm still being with you always. I will never leave you alone. That's one of the last things that Jesus says when he goes back to heaven. He says, you know what? All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. You know, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the, of the age. We don't know why Jesus heals some of us and not all of us. But we do know that God wants all his children healed. Healed in, in, in their bodies and in their hearts and in their minds and in their souls. And we know that, 
that the day is coming when it's all going to be defeated. It's all going to be taken care of. And we know that it's not because we're, our faith is weak that we don't get healed. Do you remember the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul was this guy who went all over the world to tell people about Jesus and about God. And, and he prayed to God. He says, you know what? I got this thorn. I got this sickness in my flesh. You know, can you heal me? And, and he never got healed. And Paul had amazing faith. But he also said, I trust you. Just like Tamara says, I trust God as well. And that's what I love about friendship is when I get to be with you, I get to spend time with you, I see how much you love and how much you trust God. And, and I also see that you teach us. You teach everyone here what it is to trust in God and to have faith. That's right, trusting in God. Yeah, in the good times and in the bad. And we know that Jesus will give us, yep, and we know that Jesus will give us the strength that we need. And that through how we live out our faith, the world kind of looks around at us and say, how do you have peace during times like cancer, during times like divorce? during times of, of kids being sick, of ourselves getting sick. And our confession is that Jesus is our Lord and that we trust in him alone for our salvation and that one day we will be with him and we'll all be healed and everything we wanted to do, we'll be able to do because he'll be with us always. Amen. Father.